You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 109 already. I am one of your hosts, local Portland sad boy, Christian Macias, joined over Discord by Kentucky's number one Spartan fan, an evening grass cutter. I forgot to change that from last week. <laughs> <laughs> There's a nod to, I guess, last week or three weeks ago. Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM. And the Nintendo aficionado himself, Roro. Hello, guys. Hello. How are you doing today? Doing great. Hey, hello, Christian. Hello. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Oops. Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Just search podcast PXN as well as over on twitch.tv slash podcast PXN. The topic of the show this week is what a stacked month of games it is for February next year. And is February the new fall? But first, the show always begins with the PXN news of the week. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Doing something a bit different today, I decided to add a, a list of uh, quick bites, some smaller news stories we can even we can touch on. If we don't have any thoughts, we can you know, at least get the news out and then move on. But figured figured it'd be nice to to at least include those. So, Ro, give me give me give me a quick uh, jingle <laughs> oh, for quick bites. Okay, here. okay, here we go. Uh, I don't want to copy. Kind of funny. I almost did. <laughs> here we go. Do 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 do. Quick bites. Alrighty, our first quick <laughs> bite is Sora is finally available to play in Smash as of Monday. I know Ro was playing as him, trying to yes. unlock him. I don't know right before the show I, started. I unlocked him. I was playing classic mode as him, so I was facing off against uh, Crazy Hand and Master Hand just now before the show started. Yeah, nice Sora. <laughs> Uh, I've seen videos on Twitter of him. He looks absolutely broken. If you can do like some combos <laughs> right, it's insane yeah. how people pick him up so fast. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I'm never going to be on that level, but I'm definitely having a, a blast uh, playing as him, and I'm so happy that he is the final character. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you, Sakurai. Our, our next quick bite is arguably probably one that should be in a, the actual news roundup of the week, but I figure we, we usually talk about this enough every week that we might have, like, could probably go through it a quick bit quicker. So I'll just say it now, right? Today, big news. God of War is officially... God of War 2018 is officially coming to PC over... Uh, on January 14th, 2022. Some very cool news. I still do not understand why people get mad that uh, PlayStation games are coming to PC. I love the fact that more people can play games. That's just better altogether, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, yeah, this is good news all around for sure for people who haven't played it and for people who have played it and just want to see it and it's all of its glory on PC. But yeah, definitely awesome. Yeah, I th- I'm going to throw it. Oh, go ahead, Dan. Sorry. Uh, I, I just think the, the crowd that's saying, like, why is this coming to PC <laughs> is the same crowd that said, oh, ha, 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 Halo is coming to PC. Xbox, you don't get it exclusive anymore. That's it's so like, <laughs> why? Who cares? Like, what? who cares that more people get to play? Like, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see just, like, just a random thought. I would love to see, like, new games eventually into that kind of PC market with especially with how hard it is to even get your hands on PS5s right now. Like, it'd be nice to have, like, I don't know, Returnal launch day and date with PS5, right? Or even, like, if there is a DLC planned for the console version of PS5 to then, like, oh, and also, by the way, by the same day that the DLC launches on PS5, 
it's now coming to PC as well, and now more folks are able to play games like this. So, yeah. And our last quick bite, uh, I was so happy to see this come across my newsfeed this week. The kind of funny community unites to create an animated short called Andy's Awakening. And if you haven't seen it, I would highly encourage you. Kind of funny actually just tweeted it today on Twitter, so you can check it out there. And I think they reacted to it, reacted to it on one of their newest shows. And why am I including this, you ask? Well, none other than our co-host Ro participated in the creation of this video, and my God, it is fantastic. Ro, t- tell me a little bit about this. Yeah, this is this is all because of KF or Kyle uh, Fudin on uh, on Twitter. I have a t- trouble pronouncing his last name, but Kyle on Twitter, awesome, kind of funny, best friend as well. This is all his doing, pretty much. He he wanted to do this, and he just. He hit me up one day and he's like, hey, do you want to participate? And I was just like, sure. Like, what do you want me to do? It's like, what do you like doing? It's like, I like character designing. It's like, all right, I know you're good, a good artist, so you do the character designs. And that was what I did. And he got, obviously got some other people, other artists, other uh, special effects people, music uh, artists as well, just to do what they like doing and what they're good at doing to just all come together and make a cool little animation to uh, to go along with Andy's funny uh, dialogue in his stream. So... It's all thanks to Kyle, but everybody involved, super talented, obviously. But yeah, it was really cool to to be a part of. When I saw this, I was going to, I, I was like, after I finished, I was like, I'm gonna, like, oh, I'm gonna send this to Ro. Like, this is like something <laughs> he would really enjoy. And then I got to the credits, I was like, well, that's, that's Ro's name. What? <laughs> what? Dan, did you see yeah. this? No, I didn't. I'm literally watching it while Ro was talking about it and you guys were talking about it. This is awesome. <laughs> this is super cool. Uh, and I love that it's like in the the vibe of uh, Link's Awakening. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just amazed. Great job, <laughs> bro. Yeah, all, all I did, there was, uh, Ollie was the guy who animated and made it, everything move. All I did was design the characters in the background. Andy was designed by... Uh, Dark Stampede on Twitter. He's a great comic. He's a comic book artist and he's amazing as well. He usually draws like kind of funny art and Portillo a lot. Uh, so he d- designed Andy. So he wanted to do like a Gravity Falls sort of style. So I just designed background characters in the style of Gravity Falls. That was, that was pretty much it. Nice. Yeah. Amazes me how talented people are in this community. So it's crazy. Very cool to see. That is it for our quick bites. Hope you enjoyed those little munchy snacks of news. But Delicious. now it's on to the main course. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> We're on to the main course, the meat and potatoes. Uh, starting with uh, one of the biggest stuff that I, I, I saw this week. I was like, wow, let, let's go, Nintendo. I love you again. Uh, the Animal Crossing Direct just happened earlier. Well, gosh, late last week. I forget days now, but I got some recaps here for you. Uh, a free update version 2.0 of Animal Crossing launches November 5th, just a few weeks away. Get your hands on stuff like the roost, of course, uh, some cap and boat tours, updates to Harvest Island. We've got group stretches, which blew my mind. Uh, <laughs> cooking, new recipes, new fences, hairstyles, updates to the camera, first person mode when you go in the camera, which again blew my mind. Uh, external storage on your island. Uh, gyroids are coming back. Froggy chair is back, and much, much more. I highly encourage you if you are a big fan of Animal Crossing to go check out the full video. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna include the, the next thing real quick here, and then we can talk a little bit about the the whole direct as as, as one big item. Uh, and then they also announced the paid DLC for Animal Crossing. It's called Happy Home Paradise, 
Uh, you can get you get to work as a resort planner. Uh, you get to select islands for the villagers to holiday at, and then you get to design the actual internal um, home for them. So you can place and design furniture. You get to add um, accent walls, wallpaper, include uh, hanging lighting, much, much more. And then you get to do the outside as well. So you get to quickly build fences, trees, paths, and of course, much more. This launches on the same day, November 5th. So it's a huge update for Animal Crossing. Uh, and the price of that DLC is only going to be $24.99 US dollars. Uh, but it's also included in the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack. So if you go that route, which we'll talk about here in a second, you get the DLC uh, included in that. Are we excited for this? Start with Ro. Okay. Uh, yes. Very, very excited. As you guys know, I, I love Animal Crossing. I have like 600 hours in the game. This is easily going to probably boost that up to another 600 hours. Um, I love that there's an, uh, the free update is pretty pretty chunky. Like the roost, we were expecting this. They teased it. But as much as I'm excited for the roost, everything that they showed after it, it was like, oh my god, that was the quote-unquote the weakest part for me like everything that they showed after was just cherries and cherries and whipped cream on top that i i just wasn't expecting so i was super pleased with that uh bummed that it's the last free update but them adding the dlc where, where i think this is kind of unlikely that they're going to do more paid dlc but it does give me hope that maybe they they will just because they didn't say it's the last thing that they're updating animal crossing with but yeah i i love happy home designer on the 3ds so i'm very excited for uh, happy home paradise and i love the new uh animal crossing villages as well and the gyroids are coming back as well too so that just adds a whole new collection aspect to the game as well um so yeah definitely very excited for this and i can't wait to jump back into animal crossing on november 5th how about you dan uh, yeah i'm very excited for Roe because i don't even own <laughs> animal crossing so uh it's just not my style of game but i love that all of this new stuff nintendo's continuing to support it i am a little surprised that this is their last free update because like you know there's a lot of buzz around new horizons and i feel like they're uh kind of leaving money on the table so to speak by like you know not continuing to support it to continue to expand the player base because obviously the switch has a freaking ginormous uh install base now with how many switches are out there so um i do think they're missing a little bit of an opportunity there and like ro said maybe they'll have another paid dlc that'd be uh, a way to get people back interested i guess as well uh get some some new content to get people excited to jump back in there but yeah cool stuff. yeah that's a good point though dan because outside of what like mario kart and and smash nintendo doesn't really offer like continuous kind of updates to their games like not not in the way we're used to for like a lot of like online service based kind of games like they well maybe they'll drop one dlc and then they'll move on to the next project so yeah i guess this isn't too surprising that it's the last the last free update but i mean there's still stuff that i would i'm sure people would love to see more stuff like some quality of life improvements come come to that game so it is surprising in that regard but not surprising in that it's that it's nintendo they just don't have quite a, <laughs> a history yeah. with updating their games as as much right i would love to see dan play this game <laughs> <laughs> me too 
my my problem is that I don't have the patience. Like it would just drive me insane because I don't have patience. It's the same reason why I don't like Dark Souls or like uh, Soulsborne games because I don't have patience. I just get frustrated when they're like, no, no, you have to step back and block and then attack and then block and then attack. But, yeah, I just want to go in. Just yes. go in guns blazing. <laughs> yeah. Or in Animal Crossing's case, I just want to. I don't know. Have my all the gyroids? I don't know what's yeah. <laughs> Dude, to. Yeah. Are you kidding me with the gyroids that you can like customize yes. them and like have them as like little like decorations in your home? Incredible. Oh my god. Incredible. Dude, <laughs> animal. This Animal Crossing though is the one that gave me the most anxiety though. Like, uh, I I spent so many hours like designing my entire island the way I like I, I planned it. I had like printed out like a map with like squares oh, wow. like, and like oh. And then yeah. still didn't come out right, and I'm just like just frustrated at the end. So it's like whatever. I, I it is what it is. I suppose. Hope everyone's happy here. <laughs> Speaking of happy, some folks were not when they realized that the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack wasn't the price point that they were quite that they quite had in mind. Those details were revealed in the same <laughs> the end of the Animal Crossing. Um, sirens are on our end. Sorry. Uh, direct. And so uh, individual memberships for uh, the expansion pack were priced at $49.99 USD for one year, or if you're part of the family membership, that comes out to $79.99 USD for one year, which isn't that much, but uh, we'll get into what's, what's included and what sort of stuff uh, would make the service better. Uh, it includes uh, the N64 games that they've been showing off. There's quite a list of games, um, some big ones like Paper Mario, of course coming out uh sega genesis games cool uh, and then of course you get the animal crossing happy home expansion included in that uh just surface level i'll ask how do we feel about that price point start with dan first yeah i guess my biggest complaint is was like we're basically paying more for the service whether you uh you know whether there's one n64 game that you're interested in or the whole library of n64 games and the other problem is is like these are just you know essentially ports from the n64 so it's not you know there's not gonna be many enhancements or if there is any enhancements i'm not really sure on that but uh it just doesn't seem like it's worth the extra um, money because isn't the normal subscription $20? Am I wrong on that? Or is it 30? You're, you're right. Yeah, okay. 20 per year. Okay. So 30 extra dollars and you're getting N64 games and uh, some Sega games. It's just, I, I don't know. Yes, there's a lot of great games from the N64 catalog, but like I would much rather see something like a, a Mario 64 like remake. And I know a lot of people are like, like just, no like thinking <laughs> no right now but I, I just think stuff like that's more interesting than just straight ports that you're charging people for it's it's not exactly the same thing as like you know what microsoft is doing with their backwards compatibility because they're just offering you backwards mm. compatibility and you choose what you want uh or if you already owned it previously you can play it so yeah i don't know it for me it seems like a half you know measure but that's just me personally and they just sold the Smarter 64. Yeah. You know, True. turn around and sell it to us again for us to rent it. They stopped selling it now, though, remember? Because the. That's true. Yeah. At least on the eShop. You can still buy it physical if you could find it, I guess. True. True. Bro, how do you feel about the expansion pack? Um, I'm not too happy about how, how much it costs either. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't like that it costs fifty dollars to to essentially have the same service that we're paying twenty dollars for now just with some some more games and like Daniel said, maybe not all of those games are or any of them, maybe you're not interested in them. So I guess then you just stay with the regular package. But I, I don't know. I I feel and on the other side of things, I feel if Nintendo just released Mario Kart uh sixty four, which has online capabilities now with the online um uh, bundle. I'm trying to. I, I think. I think it's just called Nintendo Online. I don't know. Why I'm trying to think of something more creative. They just call it Nintendo Online. But anyways, I think they could release that on this on Nintendo eShop and charge fifty dollars, and people would still buy it. And now it's crazy, but I think people would buy Mario 64 with online anyway. So the fact that you're getting a bunch of other games and Sega Genesis games, I guess to them is like, hey, look what we're, we're look what we're giving you instead of what we usually do which is charge an insane amount of money for a game that you've already played a thousand times. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm definitely half and half about it, but I I don't think I'm going to, to do it, at least not right now, uh, for yeah. the games that are on there. Um, I'm fine with Mario Kart 8. <laughs> I don't need to play 64 online. And and like you guys said, Mario 64 is already already part of a great bundle i i like the i don't like that it's limited time but i do like that collection of games and i already have it the only game on there that i'm interested in is paper mario and there's no way i'm yes. playing, paying 50 dollars for just that uh, right now and yeah I'm, I'm fine with paying the extra 25 dollars for <laughs> for animal crossing as well so i don't need to get that bundle for just that uh, at this time but we'll see how it goes for in the future a lot of people are saying maybe it'll be worth it in the future but it's not the future yet, so we're still kind of kind of waiting. Oh, look at all these cartridges! Listeners, uh, Kristen is showing <laughs> us. Showing I mean, us I have all. them all here, man. Yeah. They can't oh, keep getting away yeah. with this. They, <laughs> they can't keep getting away with this. They, and yet, here's the thing: I keep buying like like for the example is that you know the Mario Party like next, uh, not the new Mario Party, but I guess mm, it's super... like a, a collection of games from one through four or one through three. I yes. had a collection of games from each Mario Party. Two's the best. And like, I was so vehemently against like buying stuff like this that were like they don't seem to. It's not enough. Like it feels like a half measure kind of ports, and yet I end up paying the money anyway because like it's those games are fantastic. So it's it's this this line I continuously walk with Nintendo. It's like I don't want to pay for this service, but like, if, go ahead. No, keep going. It, I'll I'll say what I have to say after. I just want you to know that I have something to say. <laughs> Eventually, like the convenience of like playing these games on the Switch might be enough to to sway me to at least try it out for a month or so. I don't know if I have to pay for the whole year, but then again, it's like the service of Nintendo Switch Online just is not good. I'm playing Mario yeah. Golf, and you know if my controller disconnects for any reason, it kicks me out of the entire lobby. And it's just a bunch of small frustrations that like if the upgrade in price. Would would then like dictate that then Nintendo Switch Online gets bolstered up a bit and like leads to a better service. I'd be happy to like invest in that if it meant I'd get a better service. But I don't know if we're actually getting that. So mm-hmm. as of now, just a collection of games to essentially just kind of loan out to you for a while. Who knows if they you know will take them away at some point? Yeah, I don't know. Just not enough for me. And pr- and probably probably not getting a better service for paying more either so that's another thing and if they did do that that would cause another uproar as well for the people who are already who are paying for the base model and i don't never mind i don't have to say what i need to say. i was going to tell daniel that your camera disappeared yeah <laughs> but it's back now never mind. It, my my live stream camera broke so i had to okay. use my discord camera for some reason <laughs> sorry all right 
I didn't even notice. I was so heated about NSO, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> what are they doing over there, Nintendo? We'll see, how it, we'll see how Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack fares when it launches this November 5th. Uh, but until then, we got some, some new game uh, trailers coming out from the DC fandom. Uh, did you guys watch these live at all, or did you catch these? I, I haven't even said what they are yet, but did you watch, watch the fandom? <laughs> yes. I don't know okay. watch the fandom, but I did, I did watch a couple of the trailers that came out from it. The Batman Sick. trailer. Oof. Oh, yeah. there, so we go. there we go. Thank <laughs> you, Matt Reeves. <laughs> but on the video game side, we had two games with some more trailers. Uh, the first is Rocksteady's uh, Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League. It got a story trailer. And uh, I'll just say that when the announcement of that game came out, and we had that first initial like teaser, I wasn't sure if I was sold. The story trailer looks, I, I, in my opinion, absolutely incredible. It looks like a fantastic ride. And, and now, like, I am very excited to, uh, to try this game out when it comes out, supposedly, eventually, in 2022. Thoughts on Suicide Squad, gang? Yeah, I, I agree with you, Christian. I was in the same boat. Like, I saw that initial reveal trailer, and I was like, man, okay. Uh, I want to see, like, more because I'm not, you know, too crazy about it. But we'll see. It's rock steady. They're great. Uh, so yeah, the story part of this looks really, really good. Uh, I still want to see like what the game's actually going to play like, uh, and, and how that comes together. But yes, so far I'm hyped up as well. Uh, the end scene with the penguin getting shocked with the uh, collar and they want, they want, uh, they want her to blow his head off and she's like, (laughs) is it not working? Oh no, it's not working. Blow, blow his head off. It's like, oh, so good. So good. I also read that uh, I guess Wonder Woman might not be. This was like just details, like uh, additional details they posted online. I guess Wonder Woman isn't like the only one not affected by Brainiac. So like it's gonna be cool to see them encounter Wonder Woman at some point. Oh, very cool. What are your thoughts, Ro? Um, yeah, I love that that story trailer uh, as well. Um, super excited. I love the Batman Arkham games, so I'm excited to see what the gameplay looks like eventually as well because I, I love the combat in those. So hopefully it's something similar. Obviously with the with the twist with the different characters that you get at your dis- you have at your disposal as well. Um, so I'm definitely really excited to see gameplay when they uh, show that off. But the story seems really cool. I'm excited to see what it's like to face off against all the Justice League characters. I think that's a really cool twist. Being the, I guess we technically are the heroes in this case, but facing off against our favorite heroes, um, I think that'll be lots of fun to see the creative. Uh, ways they do the boss battles because again in the batman games the boss battles i guess some of them are they're about hit or miss sometimes but for the most part i love the the boss battles in in the batman game yeah. so pretty excited to to see uh what this looks like next year for sure and i also found it very interesting that uh uh agent what's her name waller i forget yes. amanda waller, yeah, amanda is waller the, yeah. yeah is the same actress from uh fallen order who played uh jinda Siri uh, Junda, um, but I, I think it's really cool that they're doing kind of what they do in movies. Obviously, you can't mask that in movies, but it's cool that they're using the same likeness, even though it's a different character. So it's more of like an actor playing the character instead of yeah. I, I just thought that was cool that they're using the likeness a bit more. So that's cool. Yeah, and I, and I like that the actress a lot as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, speaking of DC games that we have seen gameplay of. We did get a story trailer for the next game here uh, on WB's Batman side. 
which is a, a Gotham Knights story trailer. This game is also coming 2022. And this one I actually kind of believe. Uh, Suicide Squad, I don't know if it'll actually hit that date. Gotham Knights looks like it's ready to go. It's like further along in progress than the Suicide Squad. Uh, did you guys catch the, the Gotham Knights trailer? Mm-hmm. And then what did you think? Yes. I mean, the same vein, uh, sort of, as the Suicide Squad trailer. Like, I was like, all right, well, let's see what this is going to be. And I'm I'm still very excited for this game now, too, because uh, the Court of Owls is just a really interesting storyline. Uh, I've not read the comics, but I've heard all the stories from people who have read them and say that it's so good. So I really want to see, like, how this plays out. And I feel like... Of the two, Gotham Knights is the one I'm more excited about because I already kind of have an idea of like what the gameplay is going to be because it's, I mean, it's going to be very similar to the Arkham games, obviously, um, with you playing as the different bat people. Um, so yeah, I'm very, very excited for both of these games, but yeah, interested to see how the Court of Owls storyline plays out. Interesting that you're more excited for this one, but before <laughs> yeah. that, I want to ask Ro his thoughts. Uh, yeah, I like this trailer. Um, I'm excited to play as Batgirl. She's one of my favorite um, favorite characters in the Bat family. So definitely excited for that. Um, just because I really like her suit. If we get a Cassandra Kane game sometime in the future, I'll be all over that. But anyways, this one I'm not... I'm kind of lukewarm on this one. I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know why, because I, I do like the Court of Vowels. But just after watching this trailer, I, I didn't get more hyped uh, for it. I don't know why everything that they showed off seemed cool. I just, I'm just, when I watched the Suicide Squad trailer, I was like, oh man, I want to play this now. I want to see what, mm-hmm. I want to see more of this. But after watching the Gotham Knight trailer, I was like, okay, cool. I, I, I kind of expected what I, what, what they showed off, I guess. Um, but it didn't really steer me in any particular way. I'm just, okay. You know, just kind of middling uh, for me. Um, but I know a lot of people love the Court of Owls stuff and I'm, I'm excited to see what all the fuss is about when, when the game comes out, for sure. Yeah. Bro, I'm falling more in your camp, and this is no knock against WB Montreal because they, they do make good games, but when, I, when I'm when i thinking Court of Owls, I'm thinking like a, like a deep, like, uh, narrative-driven game, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, granted, the story trailer looks awesome, and they actually kind of convinced me to be more excited about it than, than what I previous, what I was previously. But then I think about the gameplay, and it's just like, it's not quite MMO, but like your friends are jumping in with you and like you have to there's like a bunch of RPG elements involved. And I'm, when I'm punching guys, I'm getting numbers and like that just doesn't scream like a, a game that. I want out of a, like a narrative driven Batman game, and you know, maybe this isn't as narrative driven as I would like it to be. Um, I, either way, like I still have faith that's going to be a cool game. Court of Owls rocks. Um, I love the, the, the rumors that people think that this penguin might actually be Bruce just in hiding. That that that's really cool. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> should be a fun game to at least like unveil like what's actually going on. So it it at the very least it will be fun. I I don't doubt that. But that's where I, I'm I'm at. I guess. Yeah. Speaking though of games, I'm excited about Elden Ring. Unfortunately, was pushed back to uh, uh just by another month here. So we got an update from Elden Ring by the team over um from soft they first announced that they were doing a closed network test that uh begins in november there are five sessions available if you register before november 1st you have a chance to partake in that test so that is some good news for people who want to get their hands on elden ring early 
Uh, unfortunately, the game was delayed until February 25th, 2022. And the Elden Ring did uh, have uh, an announcement here for us that I'm going to read out from the Elden Ring team. Uh, the game will release on February 25th, 2022, as the depth and strategic freedom of the game exceeded initial expectations. Thank you for your trust and patience. We look forward to seeing you experience the game in the closed network test in November. Uh, very weird wording here, um, like for a game that's like supposedly like out of their their scope and their, and their range of what like exceeding expectations as to what they were creating. Having only a month pushback feels kind of weird. Like I don't know, like <laughs> how, was it like that substantial of the expectations that were exceeded, or you know what's going on there? But at the very least, it's only a month delay. I forget. Are any of you guys Souls fans? Uh, not I. It's uh, I do. Every time we talk about uh, Elden Ring, it's like that's the one that I I want to try. Um, I've tried uh, Neo. I really like Neo. And uh, what was the other one? The anime one, Code Vein. I tried that. Didn't oh. beat it, but I I thought it was pretty cool. But they're just and similarly to Dan, they're kind of just just super frustrating at times for me, and I I just give up at a certain point. Neo, I really liked. I stuck with it, um, but for the other Dark Souls games, I've played like so little of it. I just I just can't. Bloodborne is included in that too. I just couldn't oh. get into it. I don't know why. I know how much people love those games, but I don't know. Everything that I'm hearing about Elden Ring though seems like something I I might enjoy. Is that the combat might. Uh, scare me away but i definitely am willing to give it a try and hopefully this will be the one that i stick with don't let them trick you bro don't let them trick you <laughs> but like i guess the fifth time right and maybe i should just give up but i do want to give well, it a shot i mean if you want to give it a shot you can try out the I get, yeah. test and true, true. maybe if you get in you can you know no harm no foul exactly That's good point true. okay well I'm sure in February, if the game launches, then I can give you guys impressions on that game. Since I don't think I don't think Dan will play. I don't think, don't think Souls games are for you, are they? No, definitely not. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. I played I played Dark Souls. Okay, I bought Dark Souls twice. I got to the same part in the first like world that you start at, and I'm like, nope, I'm done. Like, oh yeah, this yeah. is why I didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. You gotta you gotta push through. It's a game about perseverance, man. Um, nah. Nah, I'm out. Of, I'm out on that. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Moving on, then, guys. Uh, smaller story here: the PlayStation app is getting a beta in Canada uh, and in, uh, I believe, Japan. Yeah. So this was a message from PS Canada over on Twitter: a limited release beta enabling PS5 players in Canada and Japan uh, lets them share their captured screenshots and game clips through the PS app. And it's starting to roll out um, as of October 18, just a few days ago. Um, very cool to see this kind of feature coming out on on mobile. This has been a feature people have been wanting for a long time. I know, um, like Switch makes it easy to have uh, to share your stuff with your phone. Obviously, Xbox has that feature as well. So cool to see PlayStation finally catching up with the times and letting us share our screenshots <laughs> to our phones. The 21st century Sony. <laughs> Welcome to the future, guys. <laughs> Any any um, thoughts here? Uh, no, but just just like you said, uh, Xbox has been doing it. Nintendo has been doing it. It, I think Nintendo's way is really weird, where you have to like scan a QR yes. code and then connect to their internet, and then yeah, it's really weird. Um, but for PlayStation, it's always just been uploaded to Twitter and then deleted immediately, so no one knows that you just are uploading your screenshots to just save them. 
so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely happy that they're finally doing this. I don't have a PS5 yet, so I can't really take advantage of this yet unless they are including PS4, which I don't think they are. But uh, yeah, super cool. Excited to use this feature when it comes around because I, I love taking screenshots. There's so many Miles Morales screenshots that I took that I just was uploading to Twitter and immediately deleting. <laughs> so this is really cool. And like, even for like clips and stuff, it makes it way nicer to like make a clip. Like I do this all the time on my Xbox. I'll make a clip on uh, Xbox and then it sends it right to my phone. Like you don't have to wait a long time to transfer and all this stuff. It's just a lot more convenient. I love that. Yes. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Uh, our next story comes from uh, <laughs> BR Football of all places. <laughs> I didn't see it reported like anywhere else except for this like one sports site that I that I follow. I was like, okay, very weird for them to put it in. Like then later, I saw it on other websites. FIFA is reportedly uh, ending its three-decade-long partnership with EA Sports. Uh, following talks of renewing their partnership, FIFA believes, "quote It is clear that this needs to be a space that is occupied by more than one party controlling rights." Unquote. Let me tell you guys. At first, I was like, you know what? FIFA just wants to sell their rights to as many people as they want. They just want to make that money. And while I still believe that's true, I also believe that competition breeds some of the, like, the greatest products. So I think in the long run, this can only be good for us consumers. What do we think? So correct me if I'm wrong, Christian. Does, does this like include players, or is this just for like the FIFA name on the cover? I believe it's just the name, but who knows? Okay. Because, like, uh, the interesting part is, is like, EA has partnerships with, like, all the uh, clubs, I think is what they're called in soccer. Is that right? Or f- football. I don't want to offend any yes, viewers out there saying <laughs> soccer. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that, I think that's the, uh, the biggest takeaway is, like, is FIFA just looking to get, you know, more games with the FIFA name? Is that going to make it more confusing? Like, if PES instead of being called PES, which I think they renamed recently, I can't remember what they like football online or something like that. Football yeah. something. Yeah. So like, are they gonna have FIFA in their name now? Like, are are we gonna have like three FIFA games? That's the only confusing part that I, I worry about. If that's the case, um, or if they just have like a logo on the front that says like approved by FIFA or something, maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, Christian. Um, Definitely more competition will will definitely drive EA to make a better product. It'll drive Konami to make a better product, et cetera, et cetera. So. Or, or you would hope. You yeah. would hope it would. <laughs> <laughs> you never know with, uh, especially Konami. You never know. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm similar boat as, as both of you guys. They'll make a, cool. a FIFA uh, gambling machine. <laughs> I'd play it, dude. <laughs> Knowing me, I'd play it. They got a Liverpool section, whatever. I can't, I'll, I'll gamble on them. Okay, no, but legit, like, no meme before I move on. Like, I don't know if you guys knew this, but like, yeah, I've seen it in IGN reviews. But the FIFA that they've been releasing on Switch every year has has been the same version of FIFA yeah. that they released like two yeah. or three years ago. So they just keep releasing it, plus plastering the, the the new name on it, and then just shipping it out with no changes. So. I'm like, yeah, I can't keep getting away with that. So hopefully it's, like having something like this is a step in the right direction. It is so that's so crazy. I can't believe they, they have gotten away with 
yeah. like us, who just like, oh, the new FIFA's on the Switch, and they purchase it's like, wait a second, I have this already. <laughs> it's yeah. like, that, that's insane. That's crazy. My, my favorite part about that is the people who did reviews on it, and they pay, pay, copied and pasted the same review yeah. from the previous year. <laughs> that's, just, that, yeah. that's great. <laughs> Baller. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Big story. We'll see if it's true. This comes from Video Games Chronicle. Ubisoft has greenlit a new Splinter Cell game, sources claim. Got some tidbits here for you. Uh, that's according to development sources who told us that the title has been put uh, into production as a means of winning back fans frustrated by recent efforts to revive the franchise in the mobile <laughs> and VR spaces. Dan is one of those fans. Uh, the article goes on, it is not clear which studios are working on the project, though two people with knowledge of Ubisoft's plans Suggest, suggested the new Splinter Cell was being led by a studio outside its traditional Montreal base. Uh, lastly, the title is in an early phase of production, the sources said, but there's a small chance it could be announced next year. Is it true, guys? Are we getting the return of a proper Splinter Cell game since Blacklist? I don't, I don't even want to say the words because I don't want to <laughs> curse it at this point. Like, I mean... I've been asking for this. Everyone has been asking for this since freaking Blacklist came out, really a few years after Blacklist, to be fair, because we're like, okay, where's Splinter Cell? Every freaking year. Every single year. So, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if they announce this next year, if this is re- indeed real, because they probably want to get out ahead of, you know, all the leaks and everything, because people are very excited about a new Splinter Cell and want to see it. Uh, obviously, it'll probably be like a CG thing and splash screen and here's the title but i don't care as long as it gets confirmed that's all i want and i want freaking michael ironside back as sam fisher give me give me a little michael ironside voice underlaying that trailer beautiful beautiful i love it dan's excited how about you real um yeah this is a a series that has escaped me as well well not as well it has escaped me Uh, i haven't played any of them actually um so i am like dan was excited for me for for animal crossing i'm excited for him for for splinter cell so i i hope this is true this is definitely something that they need to nail whenever it does if if it is true when it if it comes around and it's and it's what dan's saying it's not the voice actor that's going to be one tick against them there's so many things that that they need to get right if this is a thing it can't be a battle royale it can't be like not a stealth game it can't be an action open world thing it has to be splinter cell so the way that Ubisoft is right now, it kind of worries me. I hope that they are going to do what Splinter Cell was to so, what made Splinter Cell so amazing to so many people, to so many fans like Dan, and they aren't going to like feed into the kind of the the model that they've been churning out uh, in the past years. So that's that's what worries me. But I am hopeful that, especially with them coming out and saying that they're working, not coming out and saying it, but this news coming out, hopefully means that they are putting some care into it and giving it the time it deserves because it's been a while. It's been a very long time. Don't yeah. do that to us, Ubisoft. <laughs> don't don't put Sam don't Fisher in another random stupid game <laughs> that we don't want. Okay, you have to think, like, they've gotten the clue at this point. One would, <laughs> one would at least yes, hope, right? I hope so, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's kind of my take as well, in that, like, they, they do follow trends to an extent, but, like, kind of the wrong trends. Like, they're just kind of <laughs> taking elements from other games that are popular and inserting it into, you know... Rip-off simulator. I don't know. I, I'm <laughs> X-Defy. You know, you know what I'm getting at. But yeah. 
like there is a kind of a, a, a trend right now of all these old franchises like re, like resurfacing in some kind of new and interesting way and like those games typically do pretty well a lot of us here are rightfully so excited for like the dead space remake because that game's going to be great and it's it's treated with it's a property that's highly regarded and treated with care to make like a, another interesting take on it right so if ubisoft can come around and, and take that same approach and apply it to splinter cell whether it's a sequel or a re- reboot or or anything for that matter and treat it with care and and, and come up with something that players are excited to to play like I, that would go a long way for what this article was saying about winning back fans who have been frustrated with literally like any of the recent efforts to make you know any of their games so i am very excited to to see if splinter cell splinter cell's comeback is indeed true because those games do indeed rock but moving on another ea studio uh, studio another ea story here for you Gave, gave the story away. EA opens up a new studio in Seattle. I actually saw the news coming from Dan, who was quote tweeting or replying uh, to this on Twitter before I actually even saw the story. Uh, the new studio is headlined by Marcus uh, Letho. Is it Letho, Dan? Uh, Leto. Yeah. Leto. Yes, sir. Formerly of Bungie and the co-creator of Halo, the studio will focus on FPS games. I'm, I'm going to pass the mic over to Dan to tell us about whether or not we should be excited for this. I mean, of course we should be excited. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously this is literally, he's just starting the studio, and uh, it's awesome that, you know, someone's giving him, I guess, you know, the the faith, so to speak, uh, to kind of invest this money in a brand new studio after, uh, obviously, his former studio, V1 Interactive, kind of went by the wayside after their, their game didn't do that well. Um, but... I think it's interesting that they're going back and specifically saying first person games. Uh, obviously that's what yeah. Marcus's, you know, specialty is in. And, uh, while I think what they did with their previous game was interesting, kind of combining some genres and, and, you know, mixing and mashing things with disintegration, I don't feel like it necessarily was that fun. And at the end of the day, your game has to be fun. Um, so obviously a first person game, it's pretty easy. I, I say easy, but you know what I mean? A first person game is literally probably the most common game that's out there right now. And obviously that's going to be his wheelhouse, his bread and butter and put together a great team and make something original that people will be excited about. And obviously he can create characters because he's the father of master chief. I freaking love master chief. As you can see right here. <laughs> Azure Chief has a dad. Ro, yeah. Are you are, are are you excited? Are you? I know. I don't know. Think you're a big FPS guy, but are you at all interested in, in this news about Marcus opening up a new studio? Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a huge FPS guy. Destiny is quite literally the only one that I I, I love. Uh, so it does take a lot for me to to get into FPS games. Um, but I I am interested because uh, as when Dan talks about something that he's interested or loves, it, like it, it's contagious a little bit. So I am interested to see what uh, this guy does uh, turn out. Um, but again, it being FPS isn't doesn't like strike me with with uh, excitement. Um, but I am excited for him, uh, happy for him, uh, because he like uh, we talked about before. He started his own studio before didn't go super well, but I'm glad that he's getting a, a second chance because. As we said before, he did take care of his employees, so that's that's good in my books. So I'm excited to see what uh, what happens next uh, with him over at EA. 
hopefully yeah, they the shoot shooter. Them well. <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt that. Yeah. I mean, the shooter space is kind of, I think, a little bit saturated right now. Like, it's hard to kind of stand out on that front. But when you have someone who, like, and I was the father of like one of the greatest yeah, FPS games ever made, like, I have no doubt that he's gonna have like ident like capital I identity in whatever game he eventually uh, ends up creating. And I, always, I love EA, like, not Originals, because Originals like the name of their indie games, but, like, new IP from EA is always exciting for me. Like, I'm a big Mirror, Mirror's Edge fan, so. Like, if Marcus puts together a cool team, like, I am more than happy to check out whatever FPS game they are going to make there. I'm sure it'll be great. Yes. I'm sure it'll be great. Speaking of Destiny, though, I, saw, I heard Ro mention oh. that as he was talking. <laughs> oh, indeed. <laughs> if you have kept up with the Witch Queen news that came out this week, uh, Destiny dungeons have been gated behind a paywall. The only way to access the new dungeons that come with Destiny 2 The Witch Queen expansion is if you purchase the, the deluxe edition of the expansion. Uh, the other way to access uh, the, that upgrade is to either upgrade the standard edition or to purchase them uh, separately, uh, probably in the in-game store or, or some other manner. But... Uh, I want to pass it over to Ro. Uh, I don't know if you're a big Dungeons player. I, I, I enjoy the Dungeons, but um, to have them gated behind a paywall when you're buying the whole expansion seems kind of weird. What do, what do you think here? Yeah, it is It is very weird. I don't like it uh, either. Um, I I don't know, man. It, it just sucks that every time that, at least recently, that Destiny has been in the news, it's for something negative because they, they do some really awesome stuff in-game, in really awesome stuff. So it sucks that every time that they're at the top page of Reddit in this case, it's because of because they're doing a weird paywall thing with their their content that they that they didn't do before and they're doing now and it's 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 just super confusing with with uh, how they're uh, gating certain content like and and another conversation is that they're taking away content they're vaulting content yeah. for 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 players that who paid for that stuff and I was just gone you just can't play it anymore because they they need more space so I understand the 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 reasoning behind it but at the same time it's a it's a little it's a little scummy at the same time that and just not something that sits well with a, with a lot of players and again the people who are on the outside saying like this is a dead game no one plays this they see this and it just like feeds the fire a bit more because like why would why would anybody play this if they're literally taking away the game from you um so yeah it that that side definitely rubs me the wrong way um if, if you're a player like me and you're going to buy the deluxe edition anyway there's nothing you need to worry about everything's going to be included in that but if you're just coming either you're coming back or you don't want to pay the extra money for a deluxe edition it's 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 weird it's confusing and at this point in destiny it's it's super hard for me to one recommend the game to someone who is returning or new and two, if someone is coming back uh, to the game, I have no idea where to say to start because there's just so much that's gone and there's so much that has happened. It's just it's super confusing for new players right now. And this this uh, vaulting and paywalls just makes it even more confusing for for players. So, yeah, I, I hope I, I don't see them fixing it because they already did it. It would be kind of weird if they did fix it for the people who have already paid for it as well. So this is just one that they're going to have to unfortunately sit with, and the players yeah. are unfortunately going to have to sit with. But hopefully in the future they make better better decisions. Because I, I don't think that this company is in danger, that they have to be making weird payment options like this. They're, they're independent studio. Uh, they have two expansions on the way. I, I think they're good money-wise, and Eververse, their online store, is crazy. And they're doing, I think they're doing fine. 
with with the money thing. So it it kind of makes me scratch my head as to why they do this in the first place. I lost my train of thought here. I was gonna. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. No, like you made some great points, Dan. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, like you're saying, Ro, like vaulting content is very complicated because it's like, like you said, if you have a new player that comes in, like what, where are they supposed to begin? Like they miss all that content and all that story and all that, you know, dialogue, everything that happens that they, you know, pull out of the game a year later or whatnot, uh, they miss all of that. So it does make it a little bit complex when you have a living, breathing game, so to speak, um, to kind of handle that um I, I guess my one antithesis to this is uh i feel like bungie's been doing this for a while with like they just have weird pricing things that they do like and that's not like a defense of them or anything but like i feel like it has been happening a while and i can't necessarily fault them so to speak because there's no it's essentially an mmo and there's no subscription for it so like typically all of your big mmos have a subscription model where you pay a subscription yeah. in order to play it so like i guess mm -hmm. this is sort of their way to avoid getting into like the subscription model and i think they should i think they yeah. absolutely should get in the su subscription model i think they should be the free-to-play version yeah. and they should be a subscription base where you just get this stuff I think it would just be so much easier, and I, and I think they would be make a better game as well. We're probably almost at, well, I guess we're not almost at the end of Destiny, but there's probably at least two more years, because it's a 10-year plan. But, the old game, right? Yeah. 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 It'd, yeah probably so. be, it'd probably be cleaner, too, because, like, you have, like, seasons, you have to buy DLC, exactly. the yeah. expansions, like, yeah, totally. Yeah. The case in point here is that, you know, Final Fantasy fourteen, on the other hand, like, has that free-to-play model, right? Or at least you have that, that base. So you can play up to a certain level and past that you have to be part of the subscription model. But once you do, you have access to like tons of like critically acclaimed content. So <laughs> I don't see why Destiny can, can like why they sh wouldn't be able to do something yeah. similar. I, I don't normally read a bunch of comments on on Twitter or like on YouTube and stuff, but I was going through the, the comments on, on this story just because I, I, I'm always curious what fans are saying about Destiny because I consider myself a lapsed Destiny fan. I just haven't been into two as much as I was throughout all of one. One absolute rock <laughs> in that world. Amazing. But like, <laughs> rightfully so, like the, the comments were like justified and that people were saying like, why should I pay for this if it's just going to get vaulted a year later? Like yeah. that, that just seems like too egregious. And like people were saying like they were pointing out to like, I thought Activision was the one being greedy, but now like they're just ha having similar kind of... Yeah. That's gummy so schemes here like it's yeah, it sucks there there is one other thing in regards to that too uh and that's the file size like if you don't mm -hmm. cut content eventually your file size is just going to be ridiculously okay. huge like call of duty warzone yeah. for instance that's like almost 200 gigs it's like <laughs> at a certain point it just gets absurd because you have a xbox series s or something and half your hard drive is filled with <laughs> call of duty warzone like yeah yeah. Again, I I totally understand why they are doing it. It yeah. just it just it's just not awesome. It's just not a great feeling to to know that the thing that I just not just bought, but the thing that I previously bought uh, maybe a year ago is just gonna disappear. And I just is just yep. gone now. <laughs> yeah. So I I definitely understand the reasoning. It's just I wish I'm I wish it was a better way to fix it. I'm going to give one quick shout out before we move on to the penultimate conquest uh, in chat right now. I think it's Ruben uh, who's who's on that account right now. He's been chatting about Destiny. 
feel feel bad for you, Ruben. You just started playing Destiny again for like the very first time in a long time, and now <laughs> now this comes out. So sorry, buddy. Oh man. It's Our last. Out. It's rough out here. The Euro. <laughs> Our last story of the week, uh, this is in included by Dan today before we went live, and this dropped today as well, I think. Uh, the Xbox 20th anniversary stream will be held live uh, on November 15th, um, and the quote came with this, while we won't announce any new games, this anniversary broadcast will be a special look back at 20 years of Xbox, which I think uh, most likely most likely we'll just appreciate old Xbox titles. We're going to celebrate some anniversaries, but we might also see some Maybe some new backwards compatible games showing up in this. Probably no new, no, no new stuff, of course. Uh, I want to pass off the mic over to Dan. Yeah, uh, I think obviously it says we won't announce any new games, but I feel like they're definitely going to update uh, their games that are coming and like, you know, already mm. known games at least to a, a little bit, a little bit. I feel like if we don't have halo infinite campaign gameplay by november 15th it's definitely going to be there like that's going to be the event that they're going to show the halo infinite gameplay campaign gameplay because it's been a long time since we've seen gameplay and people have been asking for it and they have been talking about get they are getting closer to the point of capturing campaign gameplay so if we don't have it by that point, I think that's going to be the event where we're going to see it. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how much they announce there. I want to add as well that there was supposedly a rumor going around on Twitter that there is an incoming trailer for the Halo campaign. And I just didn't know like where the space would be to kind of showcase, to have a bunch of eyes on this kind of trailer other than just like a, just dropping it, right? On just like an, their own like kind of live or on, on the xbox the wire but having a, a an event like this like maybe this could be the place like like dan was saying why not Ro, will you be watching um probably not no um but i definitely yeah. will i know I, i'm terrible <laughs> i probably will watch that halo trailer though when uh, if they do announce it um but yeah this is definitely something that i think i i will watch from the sidelines or after it's over um i just as you know, not a huge Xbox guy, um, but I do love that they are. I do love that they're doing this. I think this is super cool that they're taking the time to celebrate the anniversary and just be with fans to, you know, reminisce to celebrate. I think that's really cool. Just not uh, an area of the gaming sphere that that speaks to me personally, but I think it's really cool, and I think that more companies should do it. So maybe I will tune into a Nintendo event or a PlayStation or whatever, you know. So I think this is cool. Looking at you, Nintendo, who did absolutely like nothing for nothing. Zelda's 35th anniversary. Never. <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> yeah. So look, out, look out for that on November 15th, just a few weeks away. But now, before we get into the topic of the show, we usually do a segment, uh, RIP to games we've been playing. Of course, we've got the new segment, What You Got For Me. I want to start with the top down. Dan, what you got for us? I got... Master Chief Collection Season 8. No surprise, guys. I have fallen <laughs> back into the Master Chief Collection grind to get all of the Season 8 content because Halo Infinite's coming in December. I gotta have all of this content for MCC before Halo Infinite comes out. Gotta get prepped. So, yeah. Having some fun with uh, the new multiplayer map with Halo 3, which is a remake of a Halo 2 map uh, called Turf. And it is an incredible map, and I love it even more on Halo 3. It's so good. I love it so much. Can't wait. Can't wait to continue to see how Master Chief Collection continues 
to evolve and take off and not get its credit at the game awards for best ongoing game roro remember <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. It's terrible. So is it, are terrible. they gonna? Are they, what's gonna happen in the game when Infinite comes out, Dan? Uh, what's gonna happen to Master Chief Collection? Yeah, are they gonna continue to support that? Yes. Game? So they've already confirmed it. It will continue to get support in okay. 2022. This is the last content update of the year uh, because they want the focus to be on Infinite this fall, and they did announce that there will be more updates and, and content coming next year. So yeah, for sure. Cool. Love to see it. Ro, how about you? What you got for us? I have been playing some more Metroid Dread. I saw that you you beat it, Christian, so congratulations. Congratulations. I'm s i am I have not beat it. Thank I'm you. stuck. I'm i I'm scared. I'm lost. I don't know <laughs> where I'm supposed to be going right now. I'm very near I'm near the end because I, I unlock the, the the part of the map that Samus' ship is located. So I think yeah. I'm near the end. I, I beat a boss that had tentacles recently. Uh, so I'm just trying to be very vague yeah. as possible. <laughs> oh my God, um, yeah. Yeah, and I got what was, and I did some other stuff since then. But uh, yeah, right now I'm just lost. I don't know where to go. I refuse to to use a guide because I've gotten this far without one. So I'm just I'm just gonna keep trying to figure it out. Um, but that game is fantastic. Loving it so far. Hopefully by next week I would have I will have beaten it. Um, I'm also playing uh, as Sora in Smash. I got uh, the DLC characters, the final. DLC character Sora, our boy, um, and he's super fun. He's he's lots of fun to play uh, in the competitive scene. Apparently, he seems to be a little bit broken. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wouldn't know because I I don't play competitively. I just play for fun online from time to time. But I was playing the classic mode, and they do a really fun thing where they do this for all characters. Where well, most characters, where the the battles are. Uh, kind of shaped in a way where it seems like you're playing their game, where if you're playing as Mario, the people that you face off against will be kind of similar to the games that he's in. And and, and for Sora, it's no different. So you would face off against uh, Game & Watch, a bunch of Game & Watch uh, CPUs, and they would be like Heartless, pretty much. Or you face off against a bunch of white uh, Corins. There would be like the, the nobodies from Kingdom Hearts 2. So I thought that was really cool keeping the attention to detail that they've always been doing with the Smash uh, characters. And yeah, Sora was no different. Loving playing as him. Hopefully I'll get better as him. Maybe he'll be my new main Smash. Who knows? Um, but yeah, having a great time with both of those games right now. No Destiny this week. I wonder why. Yeah. Glad you're enjoying Sword Boy. Uh, my advice for you on Dread before we move on is that... Um, yes. Uh, once you like, I guess, you know, get an ability or you beat a boss, the next, mm -hmm. the, the path funnels you in a way um, to go progress to the next kind of area, usually pretty close to where you had just ended. So I would say kind of look around okay. those areas where you, yeah. Okay. And go, yeah. So essentially take another 10 minute tour all the way back to where I was because I'm on a completely different side of the map now. I'm just That's, like, yeah, I've just been yeah. taking this time to just get some items now because I'm like, okay, I'm lost. I'm just going to go, go here, go here now. But yeah. But thank you for which the advice. Is, I will head back. Which there. that is a that is a pro move that like collect as much as you want until you beat the final boss. I'm very curious to to hear your thoughts. Hopefully next week on the final <laughs> yes, boss. Hopefully. That boss rocked my world in like the best ways and some of the worst ways. But oh, nice. I have a question for week. for both of you. Uh, so when you're playing, uh, I'm assuming there's a map. There mm -hmm. is. Okay. 
does the map show you like dark areas that you can explore and like as you go it opens up is that how it works yes okay yep. perfect perfect yeah. <laughs> I, I was pretty tech, pretty curious, technically I yes and no but real good no, I was, I was just gonna say I like I like the map in this game. I know Metroidvanias can be hit or miss with the with the maps, or so I've heard. But uh, mm. yeah, I, I like this map. Pretty pretty cool to follow. Easy to follow, it, I should say. Yeah, it, it does the game thing where um, if you enter a new area, it only uh, will show you the map from play from like rooms that you're currently in and that you've been in before. And then once you find like the map room, you can see like how big the actual like area is, even though you don't know the actual layout of the room. So I like that's that. That's how that game works. Yeah. I like that. Okay, cool. Yes. I need to jump into this. Yeah. So it's a good game. Yes. Very good game. Um I got some stuff for you. I just beat Metal Gear Solid one on stream uh, the Ooh. other day, two days ago, which was a lot of fun to, to get to do that with the chat. I'd never beaten Metal Gear Solid one before, so it was cool to finally get to see it from start to finish with the PlayStation. Um and now I'm campaigning to get to see what game I will play on stream next, which right now is I, I put up a poll on Twitter and it's been, right now the 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 ongoing fighting is between Metal Gear Solid Two and between and and Bayonetta, so we'll see what what wins out. Um, that's all I've been playing. Keep an eye out on the Penultimate Conquest YouTube channel tomorrow. My new video essay drops oh, on nice. the sound that defined the PlayStation generation. I'll Exciting. leave it at that. Interesting. Very, very good. Yeah, I think I'm I'm like most excited about like this is the project that i was actually like legit like i'm proud of the actual result of the last video essay was a, was a learning a stepping stone to get to this one now now christian i'm waiting for one more teaser on your twitter profile that i can super zoom into so i can look at the <laughs> clip names and see what else is in there <laughs> i can't believe you zoomed into the <laughs> clip names you mad i did insane <laughs> yeah ape escape may or may not make an appearance <laughs> yeah i saw that <laughs> uh, but now it's time for topic of the show of course february is the new fall question mark we'll see uh i have three questions here to lay out for us just to keep in mind as i as i read out the list of games that are coming out next year so i'll, I'll read these for us what do you think of this packed february slate just a top level question just to get us thinking about it two will any of these games be delayed why right and three, will any studios be too stubborn to move with the uh, with this slate of games? So let me read you the schedule here, and then we can talk about it. February first, we have a collection finally coming out: Life is Strange Remastered Collection, which was uh, originally like, delayed not too long ago, right into into February. That kicks off the month. Uh, a few days later, three days later, February fourth, Dying Light Two comes out, the first big game of February, I'd say. Uh, for those fans of Dynasty Warriors, the next week, February, February 15th, Dynasty Warriors 9 comes out. Three days later, a PlayStation Studios game, Horizon Forbidden West, on the 18th. Uh, and then on the next week, just a few short days after that, the 22nd, two big games. Destiny 2 gets the, its, its Witch Queen DLC. So if you're, if you're not heated about the gatekeeping or you bought the digital deluxe edition, you might be interested in playing that. Or if you're more of an indie boy and you want to check out Sifu, those come out on the same day. And lastly, three days later after that, February 25th, two big games again. Elden Ring, long-awaited Souls game, and of course, the reboot, remake, I, don't know, I, I think reboot is what they're calling it, 
uh, of Saints Row releases on that day. A lot of games. A lot of games this month. So with those in mind, I want to start... Uh, do we think any game is going to get delayed or pushed back again? Like, what is going to move? Is anything going to move? Yeah. I've, I've, I definitely think there will be at least one moves, but in my head, I'm thinking of two things. So one, Sifu. It's an indie title. I feel like that's the most prone to possibly being pushed just because they want to, you know, get a little bit, carve out their own space. They don't want to be, you know, in the middle of this madness. And two, I think there's no way in hell that Saints Row doesn't get delayed because I don't think that that game has necessarily been shown uh, that well or or that much. Uh, and I feel like they would be the biggest one to suffer, even over Sifu. Even though Sifu is an independent game, I feel like Saints Row would be the biggest loser of sticking to their release date because not because it's the same game as Elden Ring that comes out the same day or anything like that, but you have all these games in fe the month of February. There's people that can only buy so many games. Right. I don't see how Saints Row would succeed in this in this time period, but um, I don't know. I am. That is so interesting because when when I saw this list, I didn't think Saints Row would be the one to push. I think that one, mm. even though we haven't seen much of it, seems like it's the most ready to go from what like we've heard from behind closed doors. I think if anything, Elden Ring would would like probably end up being the one that needs more polish, and we'll see how the network test goes. I guess so. You know, we'll have more insight in just the, the next few weeks. But if as of right now, I think Elden Ring might just need a few extra weeks to of polish. So maybe that one is the one that ends up. Uh, escaping february mm. Ro, yeah, what do you I, think here no I, I i think i agree with you christian uh, but um the one that i was thinking of was dying light too even though they've had seen so many delays already that it'd be crazy that they delay it even even more yeah. but it is similar to elden ring where their idea is so ambitious and they want to do so much with this game where maybe maybe they don't want to have all this competition with they've worked so hard on this they want to have their own space or similarly to what you were saying with Elden Ring, maybe they need a little bit more time to polish it even more. Um, so Dying Light 2 is one of the games that I think might get delayed again, sadly, even though it's been delayed for so many times. Yeah. Um, there's another game, King, King of Fighters 15, which is a fighting game that a lot of people are oh, yeah. into. Hmm. That's coming out on the same or the day, the day before Dynasty Warriors. Warriors February 14th so that's another game to insert in, in there as well um, but yeah and, and Sifu I agree with Daniel where that's a game that probably doesn't want to be surrounded by all these these bigger quote unquote bigger games as well um, yeah, yeah. I, I went to look at March to see what's going down over there and like it seems to be like like if one's going to move and if we're, you know I'm talking I'm thinking Sifu right now like if Sifu wanted a little bit of space to breathe, like March could maybe be the space for it. Uh, the first week of March, um, March 4th, we have Gran Turismo launching. I don't know if Pathfinders is a big game. Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous that comes out on the first. I don't know if that's huge. Uh, but then the following week, is, or I guess the fourth. Sorry, I'm jumping around here. Triangle Strategy com is coming out on the fourth. And then you have a two week period where there's just no games until the 18th where Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy then comes out. So there is space for Sifu to play on if, if they want to you know, push it just two weeks back, right? Like yeah. that could be a, a possible space for it. Um, 
Otherwise, I don't think I don't think Horizon's moving. I think that one's ready yeah. to go. I think Sony's probably too stubborn to to move it anywhere else. <laughs> I think they kind of planted themselves as like, nope, this is our date. We're confident enough in our product, and you're gonna buy it because it's a first party studio. And that's we probably will. Um, so I don't <laughs> see that one moving. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. I think Rome might be right. Dying Light Two might need a, an extra few weeks or so of polish to to get right, especially if they want to have that launch on Switch as well. I don't know how complicated having it be cloud based on the Switch. So and, and yeah, sorry. And then again, Dying Light is kind of the kind of the one who started all of this in the first yeah. place. Like they're the ones who kind of invented this beginning of the year area especially with their first game it's like all right no one's no one's doing this like let's let's put out the game dying light people will love it there's nothing else to play right now people will love it and we did everybody bought that game because there was nothing else to play and now here they are surrounded by all these huge games uh so it's it's interesting to see how that turned around not on them but how they kind of started a maybe a, a new trend for the beginning of the year being the new fall as you say yeah, I mean it's it's the COVID delays, right? That's Stop true. Yeah, that's true. No, you're good. Yeah, you're totally right. And uh, like Christian, you said Horizon's not going to move. I don't think Destiny Two uh, Witch Queen's going to move either because I think yeah. uh, Bungie employees on Twitter were saying uh, we're not moving or something to that effect. So <laughs> I don't. It's going to be interesting to see like who bluffs and and who doesn't and what what happens. I feel so bad for Life is Strange Remaster Collection. Like, if people, like, Dan, I think it was Dan who made a great point. Not everyone can afford to buy every single game. And, like, if you're looking at the games that are releasing in February, there's a lot of games that you might pick over, you know, replaying Life is Strange again. So, yep. so bad for them. I, want, I don't know what your most excited title is of February, if you have any. Horizon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah. I mean, the, the first one was. Uh, a ton of fun and i loved that you know world and the dinos i love dinosaurs in general especially you know the robotic ones they're cool too you know uh i'd still nice. love to see a jurassic park you know first person game you know like i freaked out when they announced jurassic world evolution and i was like oh this is the park sim again uh <laughs> but no <laughs> yeah horizon for Forbidden west i'm super excited to play that it's gonna be great and i hope dying light 2 is great as well because I, I know that team at Techland really works hard and, and they made a really great game with Dying Light, the original. So hopefully that pans out. Yeah. How about you, real? Okay, yeah, I was talking talking my my ish earlier on Destiny, but it's absolutely Wish Queen is definitely my my most hyped uh, for February. I know when that date comes around, I'm going to be having trouble sleeping the night before. I'm going to be super pumped to to jump into the the dlc so witch queen definitely is uh my top horizon forbidden west is definitely uh very close behind uh though because that that game looks incredible (laughs) but uh witch queen is definitely my 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 hype most excited one for uh, february what about you christian oh thank you for asking (laughs) (laughs) i i want to give a shout out to horizon i i love the first one i've got some issues with it but like uh it's still a fantastic game like dan and ro yeah how you both said so excited for that one Sifu is one of my most anticipated. I loved uh, like the complexity and how great, like how crunchy Absolver felt. So this Sifu just looks like a, a totally like step up, like in all like at the aesthetics, the fighting. It looks fantastic. I love the premise of it, but I gotta give it to Elden Ring. That like I just love Souls games. 
They're, they're so fun, especially after beating Sekiro and being deemed the Monkey King from <laughs> Dan put it from earlier in BXN lore. Yeah, Elden Ring's got to be the one. Like that's that game is that game's gonna rock. So yeah, we will see if any of these games move. But until then, thank you again to everyone joining us live on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Ro. Thank you, me. Thank you, Dan. This has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love, and keep <laughs> on gaming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Damn, Mrs. Bay. <laughs>